Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org. ESPN Radio. Well, I'm sure to be sharp after I just stretched it out for 10 minutes and laid on the couch. So here we are. <laughs> all football all the time. Pre-recording this on uh, Tuesday. Happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, you're listening to this on a Thursday like you always do. Appreciate Sports Bet Montana. I've been uh, hit up the, the hype house. Got some, uh, got some cramps going on in the old abdomen. So here we are. So happens when you get old and fat and you drop the... Uh, the computer chip on the ground. But we shall persevere, and more importantly, we shall uh, try to steer you. I don't know if we can actually steer you toward anything good lately. <laughs> We're just going to try to steer you away from big-time mistakes. Although, uh, one thing I will say is the Kansas City Chiefs are going to win four, 13 or 14 more games this football season. So... Betting them every week is still going to be good odds as long as you get the numbers right. And every once in a while, they're going to lose, just like they did on Saturday, and it might mess you up. It might mess up one of your parlays. All right, whatever. But uh, the Chiefs are not a bad bet. But while it's been pretty tumultuous in the NFL uh, the last couple of weeks, so, I mean, what do you think have been the main factors? I guess you're the Brooks Nuwana is joining us here on Nuwana's now. In your mind, first of all, why is scoring down? What are the factors? Interesting question. Uh, Offensive line development in college, just a different style of college football that's being played right now than there has been in a long time. And people will say, well, hey, Brooks, they've been running the air raid and throwing it around the yard for years and years in college football. Different level of body type that is committed to being 330 pounds and then also a different level of... um, just style of football. They're really like you talk about. They run a pro offense. It, it's becoming less and less in college. Uh, no one does. But most people in the pros run more college style. Offense they really don't. Too. They really don't. They run the NFL is very specific. It's I mean if you watch it, it's under center. Uh, it's it's a lot of single back. Um, it's just a different principle. So I think that's one of the reasons. Uh, and I also, as I've mentioned before, Colter, I think that. Uh, NFL defenses have diversified to the point where they can play pretty much any style. So it used to be that offenses dictated the pace. Rather, they dictated the the style of play. Uh, you come in, you say, they run a, a, a standard 4-3. Uh, they love cover two. That's what their defensive principles are. We're going to attack that. Now defenses can be so multiple that I think it's, it's significantly more challenging. Um, also, I heard a pretty interesting thing that one-on-one reps in cross in crossover practice with a different team as well as just internally have decreased significantly on the NFL playing field. Because of the practice limits and oh, stuff. Correct. Like and it's harder for an offensive lineman to get uh, skillful reps than it is a defensive lineman. So we see D-lines winning all over the league. I think it's a part of it. There's also just the part where, I mean, <laughs> as Coach Marty Mordeweg always says, the irony of the fact that the NFL implemented a bunch of rules to keep the quarterbacks healthy, but then the position got taken over by a bunch of 
improvisational elite athletes that run around all over the place and those rules don't apply because they put themselves in harm's way so much has then ironically resulted in half of the league starting quarterbacks being hurt. I mean, you go down the line, Aaron Rodgers is hurt. Deshaun Watson is hurt. Kenny Pickett just got hurt. Anthony Richardson's out for the entire year. Ryan Tannehill's hurt for the Tennessee Titans. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo is hurt. Justin Herbert's playing with a busted finger. Daniel Jones is hurt. Uh, Justin Fields is hurt. Uh, Kirk Cousins just tore his Achilles. I mean, keep on going. Bryce Young has been out of the lineup. Derek Carr's been out of the lineup. Matt Stafford's, Matt now, Stafford's hurt. now hurt. Kyler Murray hasn't played yet this year. Brock Purdy played through a concussion, but he's still hurt. So, I mean, I just named half the quarterbacks in the league. More than. That's that's part of it, too. Definitely part of it, yeah. Uh, and I don't think that's going to change, but we uh, people are just the NFL offenses are looking for identity right now. Everyone's running these massive committees at running back. Yeah. Um, they're not really massively targeting, you know, top end receivers every now and then you see someone like this last weekend, CD lamb get 15 yeah. targets and he goes for one twenty five and two. Like people yeah. are being fed the same way. It's just a different style right now. Well, the defense o- people, offenses are scared. Uh, it's scared. That's exa- what this, that's what coach Marty says. When you have a whole bunch of backup quarterbacks playing, everybody starts playing two high safeties. Yeah. And they already are. There's two. There's two main things you can do with that. You can just try to run it right at them, and and overwhelm them in the box, or you can attack it. And if you don't attack it, it's because you don't trust your quarterback. The teams that are attacking it right now: Cincinnati with Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow, the Cowboys with Dak Prescott and Ceedee Lamb, the Jaguars with a variety of different receivers and Trevor Lawrence. They are scoring a bunch of points. Mm-hmm. Dolphins. That's where the, the Chiefs are sort of stuck in the mud right now because they just aren't taking risks. But then when they do, like Patrick Mahomes turned the ball over more than he ever has in his whole life last year. They don't week. have any skill players. Against the Broncos. Right, because they don't have guys that can get open. Yeah. Yeah, you need a guy that can get loose. Yeah. Surprisingly, I thought they would be trading for a receiver, but they looks like they're not going to. So rolling with what they got. The other thing, Colter, is that uh, defenses are not scared to let you run too high safety, let you pound the rock and get down to the 20, and then they're just going to stop you and you can That's kick, right. kick field goals all day. Go That's for right. it. Yeah. That's right. Kick five field goals. Scored 15 points. Congrats. <laughs> That's right. God, speaking of totals, how about the Lions missing a 26-yard field goal to ensure that the under hit last night? Yeah, man, it's all over the board right now. Good luck. <laughs> this is not fixed. This is a f- equal normal playing field. <laughs> the last point on the general thoughts before we get to some pick the lines. Um, I think even as recently as like six to eight years ago, what is going on right now in the NFL where every single game's total is in like the 30s or 20s? And I mean, arguably, how many quarterbacks are actually playing well right now? Four? Yeah, it's week to week. I mean, if if Mahomes is in the, the, the last week was bad category... I, like, who played well last week? Tua Tagovailoa played well. Uh, Lamar, Jackson. Lamar Jackson played really well. Dak played well. Dak played well. Will Levis played well. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence played all right. Trevor yeah. Lawrence, yeah. But Tua, like, Tua played well. Guys that have actually played really well for, I mean, consistently throughout the season are... None. N- none. None. No one has played eight good games. No one. No one. No one. So you factor in inconsistent quarterback. Russell Wilson's pretty close. I'm not kidding. <laughs> I know. And you know who else is? Geno Smith. Russell Wilson has like uh, 16 touchdowns and three picks. You want to know who else Mahomes is? has 15 touchdowns and eight picks. You want to know who else is consistent all year long? Kirk Cousins. And I'll admit it. Kirk Cousins was absolutely lighting the world on fire. He was playing outside of his mind. Outside of his mind. And then he gets hurt. 
Poor Kirk, man. And probably for his career. I mean, I don't think he'll ever be back to what he was for this last eight weeks, that's for sure. The, the docs on Twitter talk about Aaron Rodgers tearing his left Achilles, which is his uh, not his push-off foot. Yeah, yeah. The right Achilles is the push-off for the quarterback. Yeah. Very challenging. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, so, inconsistent quarterback play from the guys you think are proven commodities, and then more than half of the starters in the league out. Six to eight years ago, this would have been an SOS situation for the NFL. They would have been freaking out because it would have impacted viewership at such a detrimental level. You would have lost literally millions of people that are tuning in to watch. You want to know why they haven't lost a single freaking person? Betting. Betting. Here we are. All football, all the time. <laughs> and he got tens of millions of DJs just like us that are like, well, which quarter, which backup quarterback's going to outplay which backup quarterback in the cold in Chicago this week? It is, uh, it's quite hilarious, and uh, it's why the NFL... Is uh, always going to win. It's No Hottest Now, ESPN Radio, all football, all the time. It's presented by Sportsbet Montana. Sportsbet Montana kiosks all across the great state of Montana. You want to find one, visit Sportsbet Montana's website. Click on locations, and uh, they'll let you know where you can go. Uh, also get the Sportsbet Montana app as well. All right, let's play a little guess the line. Let me hit you with this just real quick. We're going to do it each week. It's just be really brief. No comments. One, yep. one through seven. AFC playoffs as it stands. Chiefs, Dolphins, Jags. Ravens. Yep. Wild cards are Bills, Steelers, Browns. NFC. Steelers, Browns. Okay. Eagles, Seahawks. Eagles, Seahawks. Lions, Falcons. Yep. Wild cards. Cowboys, 49ers, Minnesota Vikings. That's where we're at going into week nine. Okay. Interesting games on the slate. Only a couple big spreads. Uh, the rest of them are, you know, more neutral. So I'll give you a little heads up on that one, Coulter. Um, here is an interesting game. Uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. But one with both quarterbacks who have played all season and both are alive and uh, well enough, I guess. The Washington Commanders travel to the New England Patriots. First of all, the Commanders just, like, did the the, the ultimate the, the trade deadline is today as we record this. And they traded Chase Young and they traded Montrez Sweat. So that's like indicative of they're going to try to tank, right? Yeah, Sam Howell is a baller. So I, see, I've only watched Sam Howell when they've been on primetime, but I thought he was he's pretty good. Sweet. Yeah, he's, he's pretty sweet. They're just not good, and they're just, they have a way it's to not lose that they're games. Not good. They're actually okay. They just have a way to lose games. What you mm-hmm. just said is right. They figure out a way they're to lose games. They're still in the playoff picture. They win two games in a row. They're in the playoffs. So, For sure. I mean, but you said they did trade away all the things. I just thought so that Washington in Foxborough. I just watched the, I watched the Commanders beat the Bills and then barely lose to the Eagles by a touchdown. So that's kind of yep. the last. So in my head, the Commanders haven't been playing all that bad. I'm surprised they did the trade haul, but well, they only lost Washington the, in New England. They only lost the Eagles by a touchdown both times. Right, the first time was an overtime, and they put up 20 plus points every I mean, time. They put up 30, 30 points both times. So it was both games were in thirties. They scored thirty one last week, lost thirty eight thirty one. Um, Washington at New England, man. Is it this line was set before the trades? Or after the trades, this was hard to tell. This was before. I can double check right uh, now. Well, yeah, I guess it doesn't really matter. Uh, lines move a point, so you can take, I, I, take I, it with I, a point. I think that I, I'm just being assumptive here, but I think that you picked this line out because the Patriots are favored, and you wanted me to not guess that. So I'm going to say the Patriots are favored by uh, minus one and a half. Three and a half. That seemed ludicrous. I wrote down that the Patriots need What's this the game. What's going to be like? I don't care. The Patriots are, are <laughs> just not good. Three and a half point favorites against 
I, a team that's okay. Yeah. I mean, again, you know who doesn't score 30 points? Chase Young and Montrez Sweat. So they're still going right. to score 30. I mean, Scary Terry looks, looked good. Jahan Dotson looked good. I Logan mean, they, Thomas looks good. They got Eric Brian Bailey. Robinson looks good. I, I don't, it doesn't make a whole ton of sense to me, but hmm. here we are. All right. Uh, what's called one of the games of the week Seattle Seahawks at the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens have been playing great. Axe Jackson's got it together. He's figured it out again. I mean, he's always. He, they just have to keep him steady because when he's consistent, when he can be consistent, he's spectacularly consistent and he's so good. Um, and and they got him rolling right now. Ever since that Pittsburgh game, they they flipped it around and he's been engaged and playing really well. We had a couple throws last week where you're just like, whoa. I know the Cardinals suck, but man, he's just so different and special. Um, Man, this, I can't believe this. I mean, the Seahawks were one of the surprises in the league, but they're not. I mean, I put a bunch of money on the Seahawks to make the playoffs and and would be over eight and a half wins, so maybe I'm not that surprised. I think the pundits nationally are surprised. Baltimore's favored. Seattle's good. I'm saying the standard, minus two and a half for Baltimore. Minus five and a half for the Ravens. Wow. I mean, that's a high number. It is a high um, number. You know, that number, we'll see how it, I, I think it'll settle at four and a half, but it could also get to a touchdown, just depending on people who are going to hammer the Ravens, um, especially in Montana. You know, those, the big, powerful teams are going to get a lot of action on them. Um, so I thought that was an interesting line. Okay. Uh, before we get into, well, I guess give me whatever one you want, and then we'll go through the games, the, the primetime games after that. Okay, well, this is I consider this kind of a primetime game because it's in the afternoon. Where there's only three games, but it's it's obviously one of the games of the week. The Dallas Cowboys at the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, okay, first of all, I'm saying stay away from this game from a betting perspective. Mm. I'm staying away, man. Oh, man. I can't in good conscience bet the Cowboys because they... You're missing the boat. Why? They just roll teams. They do until they get beat by Arizona and lose me all my money in week two. Hey, everyone was with you. Uh, it's community effort on the that Eagles. One. I I rode with the Eagles for the first eight weeks, not and it was great for the first no, five, and then it's fun. been not good. Eagles are not fun to bet. Uh, man, I'm saying Philly minus four and a half. Yeah, Philly minus three and a half. I I thought it was gonna be lower. I mean, I just don't know how you don't put that in the one two zone. It, the the field goal and the hook against a really good Dallas team. Philly has not played well. They they've barely covered every game this year. If they cover, it's by a point. Yeah, it's I, I don't know. Interesting one there. So you can jump into some prime timers if you want, or you gotta at least you gotta do it for the people. You're a man of the people, Coulter. Seven thirty in the morning, London <laughs> game. The Miami Dolphins playing oh, the man. Kansas City Chiefs. Okay. How don't you put this in Arrowhead? This is terrible. Sorry, retract this. This is not in London. This is in Germany. It's a Germany. Okay, great. How do you not play this at Arrowhead? What a joke of a scheduling we it's have here. So dumb. What's the line quote there? What's the line? Tell us all. Oh man. Okay, first of all, can I go on a little tangent about Miami? Mm, yeah, of course. Mike McDaniel has become like TikTok famous because he's just a little squirrely nerdatron sitting there on the sidelines, hamming it up with the refs and squints Paladoris. Where's Wendy Peppercorn? Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's. <laughs> And when stuff like that happens, when people let themselves be intentionally exploited for TikTok and Instagram fame, I believe that it's only a matter of time before the world comes crashing down upon them because it's always pride before the fall. You can't just be Deion Sanders and talk shit and talk smack all 
all day, every day, and then get into the Pac-12 schedule and have any chance to win. It's just it's just the way that it all goes. So you're goes. saying that he's like doing the TikToking himself? Do you, is that what you call it, TikToking? I don't I don't really know. All I know is that people that get hyper-exposed and overexposed, and they get a whole bunch of fans that don't know shit, that don't know anything about football. It influences the results in a detrimental way. Hmm. Okay. That's a complete aside. It's a complete aside. I know I'm in the severe minority. I do not believe in Mike McDaniel and Miami Dolphins. I think that they're good. I do not think they're any sort of move the needle great. I don't think they have a single chance to win the AFC. I don't even know if they have a chance to win their own division. They might be, they'll be in the mix. They'll be in the mix for sure. But somebody's going to figure it out and make it look way more pedestrian than it's looked so far. And I just think that they are uh, a flash in the pan more than a sustainable, true contender. Man. Early Chiefs vibes, and uh, and you said that because of Mike McDaniel's TikTok presence, that you can stop Tyree Kill. That's an it's an amazing take. It is it's a take. It's out there. It's definitely one you could have. Would you bet? Would you bet a bunch of units on Miami to win the AFC or the or the Super Bowl? Um, not a bunch, but I think that you you probably miss out on a good time. Sure, I'm not here for a good time. I'm here to make money. Like, I guess I just am cynical about all this, but I, I just think of this through the lens of, like, I think that most of the teams in the NFL are pretty much the same, except for the few teams that are just better than everybody else. And I, I think that the world thinks that Miami's better than everybody else, and I don't. I think the world thinks the Chiefs are better than everyone else, and I don't. I would actually tend to agree with you. All right, let's just, really, before you, look, guess the line. <laughs> Off of all the time, Brooks Nuanas joining me, Coulter Nuanas. Um, dude, man. Okay, so if this was an arrowhead, I think the Chiefs would be favored by five and a half. I kind of agree, yeah. Yeah, or maybe even six and a half. Yeah, yeah. I mean, no, it'd be two, it'd be two, four and a half and five and a half. half. Yeah. Four and a half to five and a half is what the Chiefs would be favored at if this was at home. The fact that it's in Frankfurt, I really don't know. <sighs> I, even money, one and a half? Chiefs, one and a half? Yeah, just two and a half, just the standard yeah. field goal, standard yeah. home field. Yeah. Real quick, Dolphins play. The Chiefs. Yep. The Raiders win. Yep. The Jets win. Ooh. The Commanders win. The Titans win. The Jets again loss. Cowboys loss. Ravens loss. Bills. Whew, tough schedule. There you go. I mean, again, I think the Dolphins are a really nice, fun 10-7 and 7 team. They're awesome. They're a great 11-6 and 6 team that'll get in a dogfight in the first round of the playoffs and it'll be a coin flip at best that they win. And if they do, then the next week they're going to get blasted. How many teams there is eight games remaining? Yep. There's three teams with four teams with six wins. Four teams with six wins. They won all eight games. Let's say they go six and two, six and two. Mm-hmm. That puts you at 12 wins. So right now, the teams, there are the Chiefs, the Dolphins, the Eagles, and... Gotta be the Lions. It gotta be the Lions. Who's gonna get more than 12 wins? Out of the Chiefs, the Eagles, the Dolphins, the Lions... The Ravens and the Jags. Yep, Ravens and Jags, yeah, sure. Okay, uh, let's just go one at a time. Uh, Dolphins, no. Ravens, yes. Jaguars, oof. It's right there. Chiefs, yes. Going six and two down the stretch. The Eagles, yes. Six and two. The Lions, no. What the, what you've seen from the Eagles, they're going to lose two more games this year. Well, they already got seven. They're the one team that hasn't a buy yet. They got seven wins. Okay. So if the, if the answer is 12, then yes, the Eagles are going to win five of their remaining uh, nine games. 
The Eagles can go five and four down the stretch, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. Especially if the commanders are tanking. Hmm. The Jags, I think the Jags are like, I, I think I bet them at 10 and a half. So I think that's exactly kind of where they'll get to. I think the Ravens, yes. I think the Dolphins, no. I think the Chiefs, man. I think the Chiefs, yes. And I think the Lions, no. Okay. Uh, before we go into a couple more betting things real quickly, you have 10 seconds to answer. Yep. Jets, Bengals, Browns, Steelers. Two of them make the playoffs. Bengals and Browns. Bengals and Browns. We have the Vikings, Saints, Bucks, and Rams to make the playoffs. Bucks. Wow. And none of them. <laughs> Baker. Okay, that's fair. Rams. The Stafford's hurt now, so yeah. that's that's up in the air. I, I just think the Saints are bad, and I don't think the Vikings without Kirk Cousins are going to do anything. Josh Dobbs? I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's going to get you very far. He can beat the Cowboys with the with the Cardinals. That's okay. Okay. Uh, wow. You want some over unders? You want some funny ones? Why is now going to win the Super Bowl? Any of the teams we just named, except for maybe the Cincinnati Bengals. Yeah, we'll see. Long season. Uh, the betting lines, folks, are getting a little bit tighter. Um, you have a little bit more say. Uh, things I like this week, Coulter. I'm trying to identify teams that are in full spiral mode. Okay. The Bears are in full spiral mode. Yes, they are. Like the the D2 quarterback, they get the win against the Raiders. It's on primetime. It's cute. They have no chance. They're playing the Saints this week in New Orleans. I don't care what the line gets to. The Saints are going to smash them. How about Tyson Badgett's dad? Yeah, he's a good, yeah, he's he's strong. I'll, <laughs> I'll arm wrestle him. I had a dream about arm wrestling because of how much they talked about it. Yeah, it's so wild. weird. Um, the Cardinals play at the Browns. Browns need it, man. Yeah, they do. They need it. They're on the outside looking in right now. They're in the seventh spot because of how weird that middle of the of the playoff run is. But the Browns, they just need it. They got to get back on track. They got to have a dominant win. The Cardinals just got rid of Josh Dobbs. Yeah. If you like the line you're hearing this Thursday, Friday or something, just go get it before Sunday. Yep. Because it's, I mean, the the they're going to win that game. Yeah, hammer the Browns. I mean, they're going to ha- I mean, they're going to win that game. Josh Dobbs has been the only thing that's keeping the Cardinals competitive. I can't believe they traded him. Uh, they got to tank. They got to get yeah, to tank mode right. instantly. Um, and the other one that I think is interesting, Coulter, is the Sunday night game. And you can go ahead and guess this one: the Buffalo Bills at the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm, I'm saying Cincy minus three and a half. Two and a half. It started at three and a half and it went down. Ooh, yeah. Um, so I love the Bengals this week. Oh man, I can't wait to bet against the Bills. The Bills. Yeah, it's great. Oh, I give it to me. Consternation yeah. for so long betting for them. Uh, yeah, I can't wait to get a bet against them. That's All pretty right. good. Monday night, the char- uh, Chargers at the Jets. The Jets have been playing so well on defense. Uh, what do you think? Well, see, you asked me all those you know, fringe bubble playoff teams. I think the New York Jets will not make the playoffs, but they'll have the biggest influence in the AFC on who does. Sure, I like that. Because they'll they'll beat They're some of those beat some teams, teams for sure. And they'll yeah. like, you know, they could totally beat the Dolphins twice or they whatever. They're going to beat some teams for sure. They'll beat a couple of the good teams where they, they, they just will. show up and just punch you. And, they will. And, yep. and it'll be gross. They'll beat them 16 to 10 or whatever, but they'll do it for sure. Absolutely. Oh, man, what is this lie? The Chargers are also one of the worst teams in the league to bet. Just hate betting them. Um, I am going to say that the San Diego, Los Angeles, Justin Herbert football chargers are minus 
three and a half on the road. Nailed it. Three and a half. Tease those Jets up to ten, baby. Get them up there. Get them, Get them up, up there. Nine and a half. And bet the how, under. How can the Jets lose by more than ten? You can't even score ten against the Jets. Like, <laughs> I know. And and it's going to be and, seventeen to thirteen. And, and Justin Herbert's gonna... finger is falling off. Yeah, it's bad. All the receivers are out. They can't. Like Austin Eckler is. Up and down, but... They played well this last week, but again, the Jets, you're not scoring 20, and they can score 10. Yes. So it's like, I just love teasing the Jets there, get them up high. Um, So that's a fun one. Any others you're interested in this week, Coulter? Uh, Let's see. I don't think so. Um, You know one trend that's been quite interesting? Falcons this year are... Two and seven. They have two times. They've only covered two times yeah. on the on the over under. They've only gone over twice, yeah. and the Colts have only gone under once. Mm. So Colts are playing at the the fastest pace in the league, most plays per game. Colts are putting up 25, 26, 27 points a game no matter what. Uh, Colts playing at Carolina, who got their first win, so 46 and a half. I, I love the over hammer it. I was gonna watch. I was gonna ask you this: Who does Carolina play? And then I found it here on the schedule because. I wish it wasn't the Colts, man. The Colts are good, dude. The I'm Colts are good. It's one of my favorite. The Colts, the Colts are good. Who's the coach? The old OC from the Phil, from from Shane Steichen. Yeah. Shane Steichen. Yeah, he's doing a good job. They're good. They're good. They're good. They, just, uh, they, don't, they don't have a ton of talent, but they're they're no, good. They're they're definitely good. They well because they have they have good lines. Yeah, they have Quentin Nelson, DeForest Buckner. I mean, I like what they got going on there. When yeah, I watched they have them, some real players. Darius Leonard is one of the great I, leaders in the NFL. I never had direct TV, so I watched a lot of NFL ticket at buddies' houses the last decade or so. Mm-hmm. Well, now YouTube TV, I got League Pass. I'm a League Pass guy now. Let's and go. guess who my favorite team to watch is? The Colts. Colts dude. Gardner Minshew. They're just fun to watch. So you're saying the over in that one. I like the over There's in no that. No way Carolina wins two in a row, though, right? I don't think so. I, you know, I like the Colts what is, in the over. What's the line? The line's two and a half for the Colts. Okay. Yeah, yeah. that's good a lot of two and a half a lot of three and a halfs um i think kansas city kansas city miami in germany is a 51 and a half point over under traveling yeah, i just yeah. don't think you get to 51 no, and a half no. I, I think that the chiefs haven't scored yeah. very much here's you know, what's so. so funny about this league's this slate is that miami kansas city and uh dallas philadelphia buffalo cincinnati are your game your three games of the week and i would i would be hesitant to bet the spreads on two of those three. I'm hesitant to bet these Europe games all day long because I just think that there's so many invariable factors. And then I'm also just hesitant to bet the Eagles, Cowboys just in general because it's just a it's a rivalry game. It's a division game. Both teams are good but have shown that they can play really bad. So I don't know. Maybe uh, maybe just save it up for the the Sunday night and Monday night games because those those would be fun ones to pair together. How about Thursday night? What's Tennessee at Pitt? Uh, Kenny, Pitt, Kenny Pickett now has a concussion, high ankle sprain, and broken ribs. <laughs> and the Steelers are still the most nonsensical team that's in the playoff picture in the whole NFL. And when Kenny Pickett's good, they can, can't score 17. So are you believing in Will Levis, or was that just DeAndre Hopkins waking up from his nap? Nap. Yeah, I do not believe in Will Levis. I don't want to bet that game at all. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers are favored by three. You know it's the only rule that's been – there's like – Two teams, three teams, the Steelers, the Patriots, and I want to say it's going to be the Browns, Bengals kind of mixed in there. Steelers, Patriots, if they have to win and they're at home, they're winning. What's the spread? Pittsburgh minus three and a half? Two and a half. Two and a half. Again. Yeah, the Titans are very good. The Patriots aren't doing it right now, but like the Mike Tomlin Steelers, until it ends, if they have to win at home against a team that's not very good, they're going to win that game. All right, last piece of advice for you. Brooks hates the totals. 
Uh, I don't mind the totals. I just don't like being right on the game and wrong by a point. I, I agree. So I agree. One thing that I made, you made a point a couple years ago on this segment where you said betting the under is like be- rooting against things to happen. Yeah. I agree with that. Except for now, I've just completely adjusted my mindset because the unders are hitting like 67%. So I'm just thinking that pretty much every game, here's what I've been doing, is not necessarily trying to pick the over or the under in certain games. I've just been betting the games that I think the under is going to hit. Like Tennessee-Pittsburgh, bet the under. Yeah, I like that, but trends get broken all the time. So if you want to like tease it a little bit, I have just lost this year, Coulter. I've probably only bet maybe 10 totals bets and I've lost by a point at least four or five times. Yeah, you have. One point. But that's because you are betting what they present the total to you as instead of teasing it a little bit. Yeah, that's what I'm recommending is that buy a point to save yourself the agony of being like the Dolphins are going to win but it's going to be a low scoring game and being right but losing by a point. It's just really frustrating. Just, mm-hmm. you know, I just I like my money in different places. I like the I like the momentum of the the line, the spread a little bit better, but that's just me. All football, all the time, presented by Sportsbet Montana. Sportsbet Montana kiosks all over the place. Visit Sportsbet Montana's uh, website. Click on locations, and uh, you'll find it right there. Uh, anything else to add before we get? I out got here? two of them for you. Okay, last week, home dogs. Yeah, five and four. A week after they won three winners. What straight up six, six and zero, oh, six and zero oh home six dogs. Six up against the spread and five and one straight up money, money line. line. They yeah. won the last week. Three winners, five and four against the spread. Nine home dogs last week. Twenty nine and twenty one on the season. This give week, it, give me the home dogs this week. Panthers hosting the Colts. Yep, and the Jets hosting the Chargers. That Jets thing looks pretty sweet to me. Last does. one I got for you is uh, League Pass Junkie. Uh, Ticket junkie. I love watching the Eagles because they're just love the personnel. They've not played well. That's right. Cowboys have played so well. They have. Cowboys have, even if you only stayed three games this year, the Cowboys looked at the best team in the league. The Eagles have not looked at the best team in the league one time this year. I'll just leave you with that. No one is now. ESPN Radio. More right after this. Jewelry Design Center is not your average jewelry store. The friendly, welcoming staff is so excited to be in Montana, and the craftsmanship, unique creativity, care, and artisanship you'll receive at the Jewelry Design Center is second to none. Is there anything you guys can't do? We don't cut diamonds, <laughs> okay, yeah, but we can facilitate that. <laughs> right. It's unique that we cast our own metal, we grow our own models, we hand carve, as well as use computer-aided technology to design. We're pushing the limits of what we had previously thought was impossible. Jewelry Design Center, your jeweler for life. ESPN Missoula. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. I haven't heard this in so long. Welcome back. Little Devin the Dude for you. Man, I don't even know if that had any staying power. In fact, I'm sure it didn't. Uh, but we used to listen to that all day, all, uh, back in the day, back in the early 2000s. Zeldar, the mystical planet. These guys are loving it. They never heard that before. And they're just cracking up to the lyrics. <laughs> it's because atmosphere is tonight. So I was listening to some alternative hip-hop all afternoon. Welcome back to Oz Now ESPN Radio. Thanks so much for hanging out with us here uh, on this Thursday. Tomorrow, Friday Night Lights returns, and it's big time across the state at the AA Level 4 quarterfinal playoff games, including one in Montana's capital city. 
Helena Capital, the defending state champions, host Billings West. We're joined now by Helena Capital head coach, Kyle Mahela. She's just getting done with practice. Coach, thanks so much for joining us, man. How was it up there? How's the weather up there? How's practice today? Well, thanks for having us on, Coulter. The weather here is uh, 46 right now. We had a little drizzle today. Uh, practice field's a little sloppy, but I think Vigilante's going to be all right for tomorrow night. Well, that's good. I, I was kind of rooting for really cold temperatures because I, you know, Sacramento State's coming to town to play the Grizz, and you always want the Cali boys to be <laughs> freezing a little bit. But uh, I'm glad it's going to be a little bit better because last week it was pretty dang cold. I know you guys were off last week, though. So uh, when you have a bye, like Helena Capital did a week ago, uh, what's the week like? I mean, you guys are obviously monitoring games, probably definitely watching the, the Big Sky Buildings West game because you knew, you knew you had the winner of that one. What's the bye week like uh, during the playoffs? Well, we kept it the same as we would, you know, uh, during a normal week. We found that the year before when we were on a bye, just trying to keep things consistent. We came in the Sunday before and we prepared for Billings West and Big Sky. So we practiced versus uh, those two schools last week. Um, and obviously, uh, West wins that one. So this week's been all West. Um, but no, we go, we went Monday through Thursday, about an hour and a half. We did shorten them up a little bit each night. Had a team meeting on Friday, did our team awards from the week before, and we let them have the weekend. Well, that's awesome. And now you get, you get Billings West. Billings West beat Missoula Big Sky 28 to 10 last week in Billings. And that West into the quarterfinals for the 10th year in a row. So a testament to their uh, consistency as a program under uh, head coach Rob Stanton. Uh, what do you think of the draw? What do you think of the Golden Bears coming to town on Friday night? Well, they're good. I mean, they are big. They're physical up front. Their offensive and defensive line are going to be a good matchup for our guys. Uh, they do have a, a very capable quarterback. He throws the ball well. He can scramble a little bit. Very impressed with their running backs and Clonch and uh, the Valdez kid. Uh, they do have a good receiver, big kid, sophomore, uh, Ludwig. Uh, he's about 6'4", 240. Sophomore, like I said, he he can uh, he can cover some ground. They'll put him in a little wildcat. They like to throw him uh, little fire screens and telescreens. So he, he's a big target for him. And obviously, Rob Stanton's kid, Coach Stanton's kid, he's a very capable receiver. And I'm assuming he's going to play defensive back against us. So, well, they're riddled with talent. They got a good tight end H uh, combo there, and they like to run counter and. You know, Billings West is Billings West, and it's kind of like what we do, too. I mean, we're, we got to be able to run the football this time of the year. No doubt about it. Kyle Hellish joining us. He's the head coach of Helena Capital. Uh, high school football playoffs are upon us, and uh, Capital hosts Billings West on Friday night. Uh, just take us through your season, Coach. I mean, I, this this year, especially in the Western AA, was, was crazy. I mean, five out of the six teams that made the playoffs were in the mix for the number one seed down the stretch, and then uh, you guys ended up winning three straight down the stretch to get that two seed. So what would you think of, of just the momentum you carried into the playoffs? And, and also just what would you think of how much this prepared you for the playoffs? Because, they were I mean, you guys were playing playoff teams pretty much every week all year long. Yeah, those last three games, it was a playoff atmosphere, and that's kind of how we treated it. So uh, the kids responded. They did well. You know, we, we were at the beginning, we're a young football team. Uh, we, had, we had some bumps on the road there with Sentinel and obviously Glacier. Uh, you're not going to win too many games against Glacier or anybody. We had 11 possessions and eight turnovers, so I've never been a part of a game like that. So that was a real fun time. But, <laughs> yeah. uh, no, our kids responded, and we, th- we talked about that at halftime of that game and saying, you know what, our season starts right now, and we we got to come out and save a little face here in the second half of the Glacier game. and. We're going to take it one game at a time and win three. And like you said, that last game against Butte came down to everything as far as 
no seeding. If we would have lost that, we would have gone all the way down to five. Uh, we won it. We go to two. And Butte was the one seed, so they went all the way down to the four. So there was a lot on the line, a lot of shuffling going on. So I'm glad the way the kids responded. Well, it's uh, it, it's awesome because now with these quarterfinals, you look at all four matchups, and there, there's some rematches, there's some teams that play each other, but also also there's some first-time matchups too, which is great about the playoffs. But more than anything, I think that there's a whole bunch of teams that can still win this. So, I mean, how do you sort of instill that attitude in your kids? Hey, why not us? Well, let's go make a run. Well, sure, that's what we talked about tonight. We'll talk more about it tomorrow. I mean, you know, you, you, and the, the gravity of it is you lose, you're done. And we talked about that football isn't a lifetime sport. Uh, it isn't something you can go do with your buddies in the next year or two or ten years down the road. So, you know, we got we got to play with some urgency tomorrow. And yeah, I mean, it's you can, you don't know what's going to happen in those other games. I know we can take care of our business, and that's going to be our attitude going in. Yeah, but like you said, I you know what happens in those other ones? It's anybody's game, I think. What well, keys for you guys then against uh, Billings West on Friday night? Keys for us, we got to be able to take care of the ball. Alignment, assignment, responsibility on defense. I mean, in playoff football, you got to play good, hard nosed defense. We got to be able to stop the run, prevent the big play, and offensively, we got to manage the chains. And we can, yeah, we can't, we can't turn the ball over. Simple as that. Calvin Hellish, head coach of the Helena Capital Bruins, live here on Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Coach, appreciate the time, man. Best of luck, and uh, we'll be catching up with you down the road. But All thanks right. for being here. All right, thank you, Coulter. Appreciate it. It's gonna be so fun tomorrow night, man. It's gonna be—I don't really even know if you—we we always talk uh, about just odds and stuff when it comes to the NFL. Of course, you're not gonna bet any high school games, but I'm saying, like, in terms of how even all these matchups are, I'd say you'd have four—I'd say all four matchups, none of them would be more than a touchdown spread. And I, I mean, I, I think that everybody—I think every single team that's left in the AA playoffs could win their respective quarterfinal. Every single one of them. They're certainly—you know—I'd say Bozeman's. Slightly favored over Butte, certainly, and Kalispell Glacier slightly favored over Settle. Those are the, those are the two top seeds. But Helena Capital Buildings West can be a great football game. Helena High uh, is going to be an, an awesome football game against Bozeman Gallatin. Awesome game as well. I mean, they're all going to be awesome games, and that's what makes this time of year great. Coach's Corner featuring Kylo Mahelish from Helena Capital here on Nuwana is now more right after this. Are you having a bad day? Did you get hurt and it wasn't your fault? Are you in trouble? No matter what has you down, you can take action and help yourself by letting Schulte Law Firm help you. Schulte Law Firm litigates injury, criminal, and civil matters, providing expert advocacy in any situation. Here with Dwight Schulte from Schulte Law Firm. And Dwight, your father founded Schulte Law Firm in 1987 and since then has mediated more than 3,000 family law and divorce cases. Why is he so good at that sort of law? Well, he is a smart and patient man. A lot of situations where you find yourself in need of attorney are a high conflict situation. And it's really important. And it's a a tenet of our firm that we work through litigious issues in a collaborative way. It's important at Schulte Law Firm that when we're litigating these very serious issues that impact people's lives, that we do so in a way that provides the best representation and the best result to our clients. And what we have found is that the best way to do that is to litigate these issues effectively while doing so with a high degree of professionalism. We can have these disagreements without making it personal. Visit jshultilaw.com. 
This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. I got a lot of work to do in the evenings. That's when I do a lot of our editing and try to write some stuff myself and, and uh, you know, also try to spend time with the family and all those sort of things. So, you know, if I if I have a social event during the week, I usually try to limit it to one. You know, I think that's a pretty common rule amongst old people like me. But I I was going to go to Atmosphere, and then we got John Party tickets, so then I was going to John Party, so I called off Atmosphere. We gave all our tickets to you guys, and then John Party got called off, so now I'm not going to Atmosphere. Ah, say la vie. I've seen Atmosphere a bunch of times. So everybody, we're said it. Hopefully you have a great time. I hope it's your first time because they are awesome, and uh, it's going to be a great night down there. At the Wilma. This has been a great show. Thanks so much for everybody that contributed to it. Uh, a whole bunch of great guests here today. We talked the uh, tragic passing of Anthony Johnson. Grizz Great at the age of 37. Also talked Bobby Knight and Shannon Schwain. We also talked um, to Elise Stearns, the Big Sky Conference cross-country champion out of northern Arizona, but by way of Missoula Hellgate. Heard from NAU football coach Chris Ball previewing his team's game against the Bobcats. Heard from Marshall Martin from Sac State previewing Sac State's game against Montana. Uh, also for Brooks Duanas on all things uh, football betting lines. And we heard from Kyle Mahelish on the high school football playoffs. We went all over the place today. All of it on the Duanas Now podcast, probably presented by Blackfoot Communications, the M Store, where they're all grizz all the time, and the MSU Bookstore. Visit msubookstore.org. We'll have some hockey on tonight. Seattle Kraken style. We are the official affiliates of the Kraken uh, again this season. So 7.30 puck drop. They're taking on the Nashville Predators, so it uh, should be a good one, and uh, that'll uh, commence here in a, a little over 90 minutes. We'll be back at it tomorrow. Dane Oliver, Missoula Sentinel coach, plus Rajim Seabrook, Carol in the Ticket Doesn't Know Sports, and Sacramento State head coach Andy Thompson. We'll see you tomorrow at 4 p.m. This has been Nuanas Now, ESPN Radio. Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that yeah. might, it must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with their shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Yeah, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now for <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure. Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time.